0: What's up, everybody? This is Kurt Dimer, and you're watching After Shocks TV. Peace and love.
1: All right, so, Todd, man, what's going on in the world of metal, metal, my friends? What's going on? Fill us in.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think – For me, I've got a nice few concerts coming up in two weeks from now. I'm going to see Tool. So uh, I can give Mm -hmm. you my review on that. Playing the Spectrum Center here in Charlotte. So 20,000 people or so. So looking forward to that. And then coming up, I think I said this in a previous episode, I got um, Adrian Vandenberg and Mm -hmm. uh, also coming up uh, in... And Jeff Tate actually coming up in February. But I think there's a few things going on here about, um, you know, one of the things that you sent me on today, Matt, to just... I know we're jumping around, but, but that's... I love. I love when we do this. It's talking about the anniversary of uh, the debut of the Jason Newsted album. And when you said that Mm. on, I went, I forgot about that. I bought it when it came out. I remember, but I totally forgot about the album. And I listened Mm. to it today and I said, fuck, that's a good record right there. Great songs, really good production. And uh, I was just kind of blown away by a revisit of that album, which came out, you know, just over 10 years ago. So it's a great call up by to talk about that.
1: Well, I, I just, you know, what made me think about it was I think I, I just, I figured I read it or something. I saw it. Mm. And I'm, I just can't believe that was 11 years ago. I felt like it was yesterday, <laughs> like five years ago or something.
0: You know? or but like, I'm
1: going to, I'm going to disagree with you. I was actually very disappointed in that record. You know, I mean, maybe <laughs> I need to go, maybe I need to go back and nope, listen to it. No, not for me. No. Nope. Yeah. Because, I, I'll tell you why, it's just, when I take of Newstead, see, I was very excited, right, when, when he said he's putting out a metal album, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty, this should be good, you know, I want to see what he can bring to the table, because, let's be honest, I mean, for years, right, Newstead was kind of the guy, he was just that other guy sure. in Metallica, right, I mean, he just never really got, I think, a lot of the, I don't want to say credit, but the guy, is a, he was an outstanding bassist. And he also, Doomsday for the Deceiver, that was an yeah, amazing yeah. thresh metal. And he was the you know the right. He wrote all that. Right. He did. You know? So I was excited to see, like, all right, I want to, I want to see what he's – because he was saying, I remember, it's an, it's old school metal. That's what he said. It's old school metal. I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to sound – I'm sorry. When I heard it, I was like, this is not old school metal. This is like yeah. 90s yeah. new metal. And it's like – when I want to look back. It's like, okay, well, he had Mike Mushok, the guitarist from Stained, that's playing right. with him, well, which makes sense. Then. Okay, that's why it sounded that way. But it was an old school metal, and I, I think I was just disappointed because I was expecting—I'm not say I was expecting some pure thrash or crazy dead, t- but I was expecting some a little bit of thrash, a little bit of speed, or mm-hmm. and it was more groove. It was more '90s bouncy lyrically. He, he was just singing about himself. He was just singing about i'm king of the underdogs, or
0: yeah, yeah,
1: whatever it is, all that stuff. And I, I think it was just a, a, an album lyrically that he came out with that he wanted to, obviously. Being away from so long from Metallica, he wanted to get his name back in there and say like, "Yo, I'm 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 still the man too," mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't know. I just this is lyrically musically, I was I was very disappointed with the record. I, I do I should though go back and check it out because that happens a lot of times too. When I first hear something, right, give it a yeah. few spins, I don't like it, and then I go back ten years later or so, like it is now, and I'm like, "Oh wait, you know, maybe maybe I was just." be a little maybe my expectations were too high and expecting it to be something that wasn't sure, that happens so so i'd probably have to go back and listen to it but i just remember the time you know i'm thinking like you know i was a little disappointed on it but i just can't believe it was 11 years ago because i remember the first time here i agree that record
0: I agree. and
1: it was like damn that was like yesterday so it's just uh time is flying here and that's why we got to keep
0: that's had yeah, to touch we do on this and, kind of
1: stuff, you know. Yes, yeah, that's
0: yeah. a touch on and mention. And I like the fact that, like Matt and I, like we have this differing of opinions. This is what shows are supposed to be, right? Oh, you have a difference of opinion, but you know, it's been relatively prolific over the years. with, obviously, his solo stuff. He had the EP, he had the album, he had Echo Brain. Um, you know, and it's, he's, you know, he's not, he's not starving for dinner. So he's. I looked his net worth, and whether it's right or wrong, it's like sixty million dollars. And he wrote yeah. a couple of key songs with Metallica. I know he definitely co-wrote Blackened or whatever. Um, mm. I wrote it down. I can't remember some of the other ones, but whatever. So the royalties are still coming in nice, nicely oh, for yeah. Mr. Newstead. But um, yeah, and I think there was, um, he kind of took, he stepped out and then came back in again. I know there was something else going yeah. on. Yeah, so see, I and that's the that thing situation. sometimes,
1: you know, sometimes I, I just mm. think when, when guys do that, listen, I, I get it. You want to spread your wings. Looks like you said he was, he was with Metallica for years. He was. Sure. I mean, he had no worries about his financial situation, so he could do hell he wanted to do. And you know, when he did Echo Brain, that was another one. I mean, I, I interned a little bit at the at the label that was he was on, what that band was on, which is Surf Dog Records down in uh, San Diego. Yep. And. I was just, again, I was like, I, I gave that uh, another shot recently. I was like, you know, let me check it out. It's okay.
0: That's yeah, all right. right. It, it was just such, such a, brain.
1: yeah, it wasn't a huge fan. It was obviously a huge departure from Metallica. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But I, then he kept going, you know, sort of acoustic thing or some sort of like bluegrass thing, I think. He did, I that's think. right.
0: He did. Yeah.
1: He did. He's doing all these different things, which like I said, if hey, if you got, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But I just think sometimes these guys get so far removed from what people, what they, you know, gave Made, made them their, you know, got their bread and butter for them. It, it made them their fortune. And then they kind of, you know, try to come back and it's never the same. And then they're, they're not really into it. I, I think with that album, I just think it was sort of, I don't want to say forced, but yeah. I don't think he was really into metal anymore, but he wanted to come back and, and do it, but it still wasn't him because it's, it's let's be honest, he hasn't done it again since he No, gone. he hasn't.
0: He hasn't. I think that's an interesting um th- again topics for kind of future discussion is about taking these these you know big rock stars and big bands and then they go solo and then nobody cares. Like mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit. I mean look at you take um you know Duff McKagan in in um in Guns right they're mm-hmm. obviously I'm not a Guns fan. I got, I've seen him a couple of times. Not huge
1: Guns fan either. Yeah. I'm just
0: not a fan. They've got one good album and a couple That's of it. good songs, right? That's pretty it. much right? But hey, hats I off to them and the, the fifty thousand people a night. Uh, However, uh, yeah. you know, if you take the Duff McKagan albums, does anybody really give a shit about those? I mean, good for him. He doesn't need the money. He just needs mm-hmm. to, you know, re- reach out and do what he needs to do. I don't think I've listened to. Well, I'm not a huge Guns fan, so it might be not a good example. But I don't think I've listened to two songs of his solo stuff because I just don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's. I think it's an interesting future topic. Take it back. Band, take a big star look at their discography and say well where did it go even takes bruce dickinson yeah. from maiden take, mm-hmm. take steve harris um mm-hmm. um his band i think is an abomination and i'm a huge mm-hmm. maiden fan it's just like fuck. Yeah. i think matt we have a topic for future we we'll just talk about <laughs> these, uh, these break-off bands that uh that go nowhere yeah
1: yeah well like i said i understand you know wanting to spread your wings. it's just that but, like, I, just the Newstead thing, I'm not, you know, just to go back to him, since we're just, you know, we don't want to go too far, sure. you know, too, talk about too many bands or, or musicians, but like I said, this guy was known, not, not even Metallica. I'm, like I said, I want to go back to the Flotsam stuff. You know, that was a great, that's, well, that's a classic Thresh Metal right. record. Now I get it, listen, we see so many Thresh Metal musicians you know, veer away from that. I get it. You know, that was when you party of your youth. Maybe it was you were angry, you were a little, you know, whatever it may be, and you're just not feeling anymore. I totally get that. But no one's going to sit there and and to, to think think about how rare it is where musicians go from one style to the next and and are successful. This this has been occasions that's happened, right. but it doesn't happen often, and so. A guy like Jason Newstead, like, you're known for metal. You're known for for heavy stuff, thrash metal. If, like I said, if he would have continued, I think, with his Newstead project, I, I think eventually it could have been something good because he would have stuck with it. But to come back to have one, I think his expectations were a mm. bit off the charts because he came back, I think he thought, like, everyone was just going to line up to see him, and that was it. It was going to be great again, and it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah. Because, like I said, for one, I just think... Like I said, my opinion was I didn't think the music was that great, but it wasn't even just that. It was he gave up like that, right? He did. I think he did that tour, and then once he got bounced off that tour with Megadeth, remember they had to kind of remove him. It was something with the promoter. It was in Australia, and he got removed, and then after that, he just disappeared. He was like, forget it. I'm done. I mean, it's like, well, then why would you come back to begin with? Did you really want to do metal again? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Or did you want attention? And I I just think a lot of that was just him wanting just some attention to get because no one in any other than music genres he's playing they don't care no, that you're from Metallica because no, that's no. not your style that you're known for. And I think, again, I think that's ego. It's definitely part ego to to think that. And like you mm-hmm. said, he should have came back and stuck with it. He should have just put out one album, called it... Uh, it was a stupid name, too. I mean, just the whole thing was like, listen to metal, that was his slogan. Listen to that's metal. That's right, yeah. That's it right. was just cheesy. It was corny, man. And I just... Mm-hmm. It, w- it was just half-assed to me. He he didn't do it. I think for the right reasons. He did it for attention. He thought it because he was a metallic. I think he thought everyone was just gonna love it and get all over it. You know, promote it and just it was gonna be the biggest thing. And then it did nothing. And then he just picked up his ball and went home. And I I, I just you know.
0: Well, I think it's safe yeah. to say, Matt, that Jason won't be on the show. So I just 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 want to put. Well, that Well, no, out. it's okay.
1: Like I said, I just <laughs> I, I, I I love Jason like Newstead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Matt.
1: talk to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, I'm a fan of him. I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I just, I just, yeah, I, I, agree, I, I, just I just don't really. I think he should have done that much better. Listen, he still got time to do it. He should come back, Jason. That's what you should do. Yeah, you should. You should get the band together. Maybe get a better, like different guitarist. I guess like said Mike Mushak's a good guitarist. He's been in a couple of big bands, say St- yeah, uh, Sonia right. and 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 of course, that's Stained. Right. Yep. So I'm not knocking him at all. I just think when I think of Jason Newsted, I just don't think a new metal. I just don't, you know. So and don't call it like it's old school metal. That was not old school metal. So yeah, anyway, I yeah, I got you, you know. on
0: that one. I agree. I yeah. do like the album, so we differ on that, and that's perfect. I love it. I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, Tom, new. I know uh, you wanted to bring up. Well, you just kind of mentioned something about uh, Mike Portnoy. He's obviously now back in Dream Theater. Yeah. Big uh, so. news. Not that we're surprised about it, but yeah, go ahead and talk no, about that.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, look, he's, um, you know, obviously, you know, his ba- Dream Theater or his baby form back in 1985. And we get all the big hits and, you know, all the, um, uh, you know, his drumming prowess and all of that. That's well documented. And his love of Neil Peart and all that kind of stuff. But I think. Oh, we knew it was going to come back. Obviously, Mike Mangini was there for a number of years, 12 years, whatever it was, and Mike came back. But I guess just to touch on this for a minute, because it's been it's been discussed, but I'm trying to see what value he's going to add to the Dream Theater ba- brand. Because mm. I don't think they're going to sell one more ticket. I don't think they're going to sell one more album because he's back. People, like the nostalgia of getting the original member back, if they're playing thousand cedar halls they haven't moved up to two thousand cedar halls because the drummer is back in town i don't think that's going to happen i agree i i I don't think it's an unnecessary move everybody likes like oh the gang are back together and so on so forth but I think um uh I, I think it's something that it's it's hey, that's great, and just flick, move on. It means mm. zero to me because Mike Mangini is arguably as good as a drummer. I don't know if the better I'm not that technically in the weeds on drumming, but they're as good as mm. each other, clearly. Um, but it's his baby, it's good to see him back together. They're all happy, and you know, let's um him and uh, Petrucci get together and release some good music. I've seen him just once, I believe. I've seen Mike Pornite a couple of times with uh, winery dogs and i saw Mm. at sons of apollo which i'm Mm. guessing those two bands are put on at least you know for 24 into 25 i guess they're they're totally on the back burner because dream to either know that the the rock and metal fans are looking at them and come back with something special so i think they're gonna jump into the studio for the next year um come back with a fuck off album and do a tour probably in 25 i would guess
1: yeah yeah well sense of apollo they have come out they're done i mean they've at least for okay, now. This, they, they, okay yeah i, yeah, like I, think, I like... oh i do too i think they're, they're yeah. excellent i mean they're an excellent yeah. band uh yeah jeff scott so i believe came out some time ago and said that yeah there's sure. nothing i think like
0: he was that. pissed wasn't he He said he didn't really know he's about always pissed about it he i like it.
1: jeff he's a really nice guy You're wrong, but he seems like he's always pissed <laughs> so yeah i mean because yeah. you know his situation i get it like that was a great band and that's something that he could have you know that could have been one of his main between his solo uh, TSO and that he Mm. could have been set. And I get it now. It's like they built up, they put out two great records and now boom, they're leaving. Yes. I I understand. You know, I mean, that was a good band that I I wish would have. Great brand. I I mean, I saw
0: them in New Jersey a couple of years ago and to have that, that, uh Bumblefoot, I'd never um obviously we know the guns N' roses aspect. I mm-hmm. I never realized how good of a guitar player he was. I know he really he has a, like a bazillion solo albums, but yeah, um he was just next level, incredibly dexterous, and his solos were tremendous. I ended up, I ended up meeting him at the bar actually. I've got a photograph. Because it was a small little venue, held about, held about uh, actually it was a Stone Pony in New Jersey. So a lot of Oh wow! Are, yeah, I know Stone yeah, Pony. Yeah, yeah, Stone sure, Pony. That's sure. right, Stone Pony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just got in for. Um, I actually I think Ray I missed Park, the. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I think I missed the uh, the couple of first couple of songs and and I saw him play with Sons of Anarchy with Scott Stapp, Actually, I ended up seeing him. Um, oh, you did? Oh, okay. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I cut. Cool. And they were all in the Stone Pony, so I ended up kind of circling back on. Um, but you know what, Mike Port and I—we know he's—he's he's doing his thing, and you know, Flying Colors, Adrenaline Mob, as you know, they're past bands, and they're all well in the back burner right now. But listen, best of yeah. luck to Dream Theater. I'm a huge fan, and I have been forever, um, literally it's 20 years, if not longer. So I'm happy to see him back. But at the same time, I couldn't care less.
1: Yeah, I know so- what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I I've, I saw Dream Theater once. I saw them. At the Gigantor, the Megadeth tour that was around about fifteen years ago. Or so, and I, I got be honest with you, I, I liked to, you know some of the early stuff, but I was never the you just you yep. just theater fan. But when I saw them live, they were f- unbelievable. Oh yeah, The musicianship, this oh, we know
0: about that. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they made me a fan <laughs> after that show. You know, I mean, and I and I did start listening to some more some more of this stuff after that show. To me, it's just with them. Obviously, it's, a lot of it's just the songs are too long. You know, mm. um, and, and I I like proggy stuff, but I like shorter songs. Sure, but I I do like them. I I don't dislike them at all. Not at all. I don't know. I know they're one of those bands that's sort of polarizing, right? Either you love them, you hate them. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm in between. I don't, I don't hate them at all. I, I do like them. I just you know, it's hard to, for me to sit down and put on a Dream Theater record. But I love a lot of the classic uh, songs they have. Yep. But yeah, my my I, take with Portnoy is. I mean, I, I just you, – you pretty much knew this was going to eventually happen, especially when you started seeing sure. some things in the press.
0: Yeah, there were buddies knew, again and going for a beer. Exactly. And going Harvard, you, you saw what was coming. You so, knew I think it was Mike Mangini just stepped stepped away. He released his solo album recently, but he stepped away gracefully, and he, um, you know, his name is out there just because of Dream Theater. So he is um, – yeah. obviously, he's probably pissed. Let's be honest. He's lost a big gig, but, you know, Sylvie. But you
1: know, I'm like I said, I'm sure though he always knew there was a chance this was going to happen. You know, I think it was just you know, Mike. Well, if you look, if you think about it, you know, this is a guy. It's kind of like a guy who, who uh, you know, left his wife and then you know, Mm. cheated on her for a bunch of times for years, and then was able to come back and come back to the family. That's what Mike Portnoy is. If you think about it, I mean, he's he got to leave, did all the stuff he wanted to do, right? And then, oh, can can I please come back? Let's kiss and make up. And then they did, and now he's back. I mean, you know, but but at the same time, I mean, this guy, dude, I'm going to tell you something, too, about Mike Portnoy. You know, Chris, is, you know, he's got that thing with Johnny Giuelli called The uh, Starving Artist that started up that company, right? He's talked about. And so I've been helping him out with some stuff, Chris, and he was telling me that with Mike Portnoy's catalog, it's insane the amount of st- stuff he's been on involved with, like stuff we don't even know about. It's like
0: I looked it on Wikipedia today, and insane, I knew probably right? 50% of it. I, I, was, exactly. I was looking at all the other bands going, who the fuck are they? Um it's No idea. That. He's been on 25, 30 albums. I have no idea. The list is endless on Wiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my question, though, now is this. Because that's who he is, he's a guy that likes to go from here to here to there to there to there. I mean, can he? Is he able to stay and not venture out? You know, to anything else besides Dream Theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to know what, what's in that contract. What's oh, yeah. in the agreements? I mean, what can he do outside and what can he do? Because there's no way this guy's just going to do Dream Theater and that's it. You know, that's not no, going to happen.
0: No. Well, they didn't take him back so he can do 15 other bands and then he can exactly. grab a tour here and so. I think he took him back and whatever the contract says, says, okay, Dream Theater is number one and everything else is number two. And what that, the wording of that, I have no idea. But mm. he can't, he, he, if they're going to make this big announcement, they've got to give it everything and he has to give it everything. So he cannot be Flying Colors and Sons of Apollo and I've got so many bands. He even played with like Twisted Sister, Event Sevenfold. We yeah. We could go on all day. <laughs> we could go on all day. All day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm sure he had a great time doing it. Like I said, he's a guy who left his wife. Fucked a bunch of other women, and now he's yep. back with his wife. You know, that's pretty much what it is. So in the good end, Mike Portney, he, he, won. he won. He won this. He, he's a winner, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, good for oh, him. So it, it was, it's, it's a good rock story. You know, we just wanted to touch on it. I know it's been probably yes. last month or whatever, but you know, we're catching up on a couple of shows. But it's a good story. I'm just glad we touched on it. But mm. quite frankly, I couldn't care less. I'm, I'm going to go to a show whether he's in the band or not. I'm going to buy the record whether he's in the band or not. So that's how I look at it. Thank oh. you.